Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, dedicated to veterans and your homeownership needs. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash CBS Vets, NMLS 2767, Equal Housing Lender. This time on Vet Story. We'll review the film, Thank You for Your Service. I rode shotgun in the lead Humvee, and I looked for bombs. Stop the truck. You don't see the bomb unless they want you to. What you got? I don't see nothing, man. You don't see it. He feels it. I was a good soldier. I had purpose, and I loved it. You kicked some ass over there? Yeah. Yeah, man. We wanted it to be perfect. I'm home with my favorite girls. It's perfect, baby. Am I getting late or what? Oh, yeah, you're getting late. Maybe I'm foolish. How long have you been up? It's already 4 p.m. in Baghdad. Got one chocolate chip smiley face pancake for you. She doesn't like chocolate. Okay, I guess I missed that part. I'm only human. Two Army Commendation Medals. An army achievement medal? Impressive. You never told me you were a hero. Don't spare me the details. I can take anything but quiet. You are my hammer out there. Don't let these young guys see you fold. I don't belong here. He did his job. Now do yours. I'm only human after all. I'm only human. You're right? No, I'm not alright. Can't name him after me. He's too perfect. Is there a specific incident that troubles you? I'm no prophet or messiah. You should go lock him somewhere high. I know this don't look like much of a life, but every morning I get up, I'm grateful. I'm alive because of you. I'm only you. Thank you for looking after my son. I'm not a hero. We're brothers. We look after each other. I'm only human. After all, don't put the blame on me. Thank you for your service follows a group of U.S. soldiers returning from Iraq who struggle to integrate back into family and civilian life while living with a memory of a war that's attempting to destroy them from the inside. It's a surprisingly difficult movie to review accurately. Because if you just look at it from an artistic basis, you could have one opinion. If you look at it as a combat veteran, you could have another opinion. And its DNA comes from a very real place. It's based on nonfiction books written by the American journalist David Finkel. He was embedded with the U.S. military, with the 2nd Battalion, 16th Infantry Regiment in 2007 for up to 15 months. And he did write a great book called The Good Soldiers about his time with the 216. 
and Thank You For Your Service is a follow-up with the characters from that book, who are real people. But is this non-fiction story too tough to take? Was it a film that made a poor choice of opening up with such graphic violence? Is it a film that will hurt the veterans who watch it? So to get a thorough review of the film, we'll hear from a combat veteran spouse, a social worker specializing in veteran suicide prevention, and a film critic whose review recently appeared in the Washington Post. We start off with Kim Ruako, who heads up suicide prevention and postvention for the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. And recently, I asked her what she thought of the film. We've heard so much about the veteran experience and, and post-traumatic stress. Um, we know that, you know, most veterans that come back from, from war and get out of the military are, you know, healthy and strong and productive and get into our society and become, you know, some of our best citizens. But a percentage of them do struggle with post-traumatic stress and mental health issues and addiction issues. And this movie is really focused on that small percent that, that has challenges. Um, my concern with the movie is, is that uh, are a couple things that this movie was based on the world of the, of help seeking and culture and the VAs, um, 10 years ago, right? So 10 years ago, um, there, there was a lot of need for change, a lot of need for, for things to get better, a lot of things to be looked at. We didn't do real well with, um, suicide prevention and we didn't do real good with, with, with care of our veterans. And we've come a real long way in 10 years. So that's, that's the first thing that, um, you know, if we are watching this movie to realize that there's been a lot of change since then and a lot of good things and a lot of, of new, new understanding of how to best uh, support this population. Um, the second, you know, kind of concern for me is, is that in the movie, um, you know, there's not a lot of, um, you know, characters who, who really are, um, offering help seeking and offering support in getting help. You know, there's kind of stereotypical um, characters of um, the military and also clinicians and providers that, that you know, um, really push that old message of suck it up, push through, don't let anyone know that you're suffering, which we've worked a really long time to kind of get past and, um, and get veterans know, knowing that to be the strongest you, to be the best warrior, to be the best father, husband, um, brother, that, uh, sister, mother, that, that, you know, taking care of yourself mentally is a big part of that. And, and getting help for um, mental health problems is actually a strength and actually the best way to be the best you. Um, and, you know, there's just not a lot of messaging around that. Um, there's also, you know, um, from my understanding, and not a lot of characters who, who, who do get help and are kind of beacons of hope for how you do this. That somebody who is struggling, who gets the care they need, who gets to the other side and is successful. And so I worry about, you know, just what, what that message is to our veterans. Um, if, if they see that, is it going to give them the, the hope they need, the information they need, the, the support they need to, to take care of themselves and get, and get the treatment that they so deserve? Um, I would have loved to see a message that really talked about, um, you know, what that looks like and, and gave them some role models for what that looks like. And then lastly, um, you know, there's a lot of graphic images in the movie from combat deaths to suicide deaths. And for people who have trauma in their lives, 
especially combat trauma and suicide loss survivors who maybe witnessed their loved one's death or found the body of their loved one, these images can be really triggering and re-traumatizing. Um, and so, you know, my, my concern is that maybe, you know, a survivor or a veteran who has this history of trauma will see the movie and not, not expect those scenes and be kind of blindsided. Um, so at Cats, what we're trying to do is not to say, don't go to the movie, don't see it, this is a bad movie. Um, it's not. It's a good portrayal of the struggles of this, of this small portion of our veteran population. However, we want to make people uh, know what they're going to see, um, how to get support around what they're going to see, and know that there are resources to get help if if it is triggering or if you're suffering in the same way uh, um, that the people you see in this movie portray it as. Um, that mm. TAPS is there for you, that Vets for Warriors is there, the National Veterans Crisis Line, and other places is stands ready to support you and connect you with very good care and that you can get better, you can get help, and it doesn't have to end um, the same way that it, it did for many of the characters in this movie. So with Kim's take on the movie, we've heard the clinical social worker side, the stark warning about how this movie could affect a combat veteran. So to see this film through another set of eyes, we asked our producer, our colleague, and a veteran spouse herself, Caitlin Kenny. Yeah, I'm a spouse of a combat veteran. Um, he served in Afghanistan and um, married during his deployment. My husband also um, suffered a traumatic brain injury in Afghanistan. So in terms of like coming home and readjusting to that as well. Wow. So there is um, some uh, in the story. Some of them have had um, multiple traumatic brain injuries due to um, IEDs mm -hmm. um, in Iraq. So, um, you know, coming home and trying to adjust after you've been injured and trying to get care. Um, definitely know a little bit about that. So, yeah. So in terms of like the veteran family angle, that's what we kind of. I actually brought my husband to the screening. I was allowed to bring him wow. just to kind of see, you know, this is a post 9-11 veteran movie. And at first I was like, well, you know, I'm not a vet. I'm a family member. What am I going to take away from this? But actually this movie did depict um, family members and caregivers um, in pretty significant way in trying to, in how they dealt with the veteran and how they were trying to help the veteran get care mm -hmm. um, and how they were ha trying to help them readjust. So that was like really interesting. It wasn't specifically just the veteran perspective. It, had to do with family, had to do with uh, Gold Star families too. Right. Um, so yeah, so it was really interesting to kind of see the family also be a part of the, the telling of this story. Okay, now I'm going to set us up and I want you to take it from here. Mm -hmm. But the film opens with a pretty intense vignette about the Iraq war, a scene on a rooftop, uh, a battle buddy shot in the head. Yeah. A lot of gore, a lot of yeah, blood, it was a lot of violence. And then it immediately cuts to the transition home. Yeah. Let's pick it up right there and tell me how you think they did with this movie. I personally liked the movie. Um, I thought it was a really interesting look at uh, veterans and, and, and coming home okay. and, and, and trying to get help. I saw it as a way of them. You know, they, they were dealing with a lot of violence in their life or PTSD or hallucinations like um, mental health. Um, but they always were still trying to find help. Even when they came up against roadblocks, it was, how do I, you know, I, you know, how do I get help? How do I go to the VA? How do I get the VA to, to help me? Um, how do I get this person who is now helping me really go all the way and, and try and get the program I need? Okay, this is not working. Now, how do I? So it's just, it was constantly like they had a lot of issues 
But right. I always felt like they were still constantly trying their best with all the stuff that they were dealing with to get help. Um, but I wanted to go back quickly with that opening scene. It is so like violent in terms of, like it's a war scene. Yeah, of, and, yeah. and this guy, you know, gets shot in the head and then um, is severely injured. And then you're on a plane. You're like, what the what happened? Like, like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, why right. am I like I don't even know these people? And then this guy like gets shot in the head, and this guy's like getting upset that his friend is is injured, and now you just leave me on a plane. But what I realized at the end of the movie was that kind of like everything else in life, sometimes it takes a while to unravel what happened, and it's the story kind of makes you slowly learn who they are, learn their background, and it unravels really what happened. Right. Um, and just like, you know, and you come home and you're, and you ask your spouse, you know, what happened over there? And they might tell you everything all at once, or it takes years for them to be like, oh yeah, there's this one time I was with, you know, Sergeant, whoever, and we did this. I'm like, you've never told me that. And so slowly these stories kind of, and these decisions and and what happened start to be told. And so I thought that was kind of artistically interesting because usually you build up to a war or you build up to a mission, but it was just like bang, 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 stuff happens, and you're like, who are these people? Why is it going on? And then you kind of figure it all out, which mm. was kind of really interesting. All right, very cool. Was this accurate to your experience as a spouse? Um, I think there were elements that were, um, I mean, this is a dramatization, but you know, the, the parts where, they had the spouses um, at different points um, individually who were, you know, going through check sheets on like ch- uh, checklists, excuse me, uh, about, you know, do you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Have within like the last 30 days, have you had like, you know, um, this issue? And the, and one of the spouses was um, checking off. Okay. Based, was working with the vet to say like, you know, doing it with them, being involved in the care, being involved in, trying to help them and I feel like you know when you're um, when my husband was in the army I had to help with that because you know with the traumatic brain injury he would forget conversations we'd have he would forget appointments um, things that we had planned so I always had to kind of be involved in you know how does um, you know check just making sure you know you're going to appointments that the people are doing all they can to help hmm. um, so I think with with spouses a lot of times whether they're caregivers or not they're they're always trying to help um, be involved right. in, in, in what's going on. And so I really... Um, you thought it was accurate to I that thought it was extent. accurate. Okay. I thought, and then also them trying to figure out what is going on and, and, and really just kind of putting it out there like, look, I love you. Like, whatever yeah. is happening, just tell me. I am here from your partner. And I, I really enjoyed that part because I was like, finally, like I'm seeing right. an involved spouse and not someone who was like, you know, just there. I saw an aspect of what I had been through in terms of being at appointments, being involved, having hard conversations about mm. with, and with friends too, about like, what's, what's going on? Like, how are you doing? Um, and, and showing that active part of it, actively right. saying, I am your partner and I am here to help you. Right. I think was really important for people to see that military spouses are there too. Yeah. That we're not just in the background wearing a nice dress at homecoming. Right, we are there right. after homecoming, raising the kids, making sure the bills are paid, and and making sure that they get the the care that they need, whatever it is. 
Nice. Too. Yeah. Do you think for the combat veteran, the person that has seen the same things that these main characters saw in mm-hmm. this movie, do you think for guys like your husband, mm-hmm. this is a must watch? My husband enjoyed the movie. We had a long conversation after it about some of the themes in the movie, um, how how they were dealing with um, their injuries and the trauma um, that they experienced. Um, and so for me, it was Rick really interesting to kind of hear what he said. Cause it, I mean, this is you know, a movie that it depicts in a way his generation of uh, veterans. Oh, indeed. Um, so I think that conversation was really good for our family. Um, but at the same time, my husband doesn't necessarily watch war movies. And that was kind of one of the things where I was like, I invited him, but I didn't know if at the last minute he would really sh- come because it's, it's very intense. And, you know, anytime, you know, you see that stuff on TV or in movies, yeah. it's, it just kind of makes you feel back to like, being over there or um or just that that feeling of of dealing with the, these issues and so i was actually really surprised he came and this even more surprised that he even liked it but definitely um it's very intense and they they deal with you know um a lot of violence at home um in terms of like how they deal with um you know uh their injuries and ptsd mm-hmm. um ptsd and tbi and people that they, um, some of them like associate with who were not really good influences in their lives. So it is very intense. Okay. So a fair assessment would be, uh, for spouses, you'll definitely walk away from this feeling it connected with your real experience for veterans that have seen some combat action. This might be one that you will need to take someone with and be able to talk to afterwards. So this movie more or less for a combat veteran will really become a conversation starter, but make sure that you're having a conversation with a loved one at the end. Is is that kind of fair to say? I think so. I think it was it was very intense. I mean, it definitely made me think for a long time after. Um, I didn't have an issue with the movie. Some people might, and that's totally cool. Um, yeah. And I think it's just, I think, but I think we should have a conversation about how veterans are depicted in movies. I think this is like a great one to, to talk about it. Right on. All right, lastly, uh, let's talk about the title. Thank you for your service. Now, I'm sure you've been with him a dozen times or so when somebody said, hey, thank you for your service. Those that are veterans have a special feeling about that phrase, and I want you to talk to me about your feelings about the title. Is it a crappy title that is an empty, shallow statement that civilians give military people, or does it touch on something that should be talked about? How do you feel about naming this movie? Thank you for your service. A good question. Um, so actually let me tell you a story. So literally the night I met my husband, he was in uniform and we were sitting and talking, getting to know one another. And this guy comes up to my husband and says, thank you for your service. And he says, Oh yeah, no problem. And uh, the guy walks away and I'm like, what do you do like what, how does that make you feel and he's like mm. like i don't know what, i just say thanks and so i think there veterans out there who um that's it they're like i i understand kind of what they're trying to say um i think there's a lot of veterans who f- feel like you know i wish people would really have a conversation with me or other veterans not just leave it there just think that they can stick a magnet on their car Thing. Right. thank you for your service or support, or support troops. troops and right yeah and then, and then the people just you know like they're like oh i checked that off 
for my for myself that I that I did this. So it could be. It's almost, not about the veteran. It's not necessarily about the veteran. That's where I was going. It could almost yeah. be perceived as annoying to the veteran because yeah. it's like, oh, well, thank you for saying something that makes you feel good, buddy. Yeah. Like I'm glad you felt better by telling me right. that, but you really didn't help my day any get any better. I think yeah. I think this is a conversation that's happening in the veteran community. Um, and I think it's for every individual right. opinion. I mean, as a spouse, I think that I do wish people would take it one step further in terms of, um, when you say thank you for your service, you know, maybe have a conversation like, you know, where did you serve? You know, what medal is that? Where oh, are you okay. from? You know, like, you know, in, in Washington DC, we have a lot of veterans who go on the honor flights and come here. Right. And I actually always feel kind of weird, like, should I say like, thanks? Cause they're all here. They're with their family. This yeah. is like their moment and they're at their memorial. And I, and I guess for me, I want to say, cause I know how much my husband worked like so hard yeah. going away for training for months and, you know, missing weekends, missing birthdays, missing, you know, anniversaries and stuff like that. And so it's more like thank you for your sacrifice almost hmm. um, more than uh, the service because I think a lot of people um, serve their country in different ways. So, but I do feel like if I say that to someone, I want to have a conversation. I want to know who you are. Like you're a vet, like you have such a great story. And I think that that needs to be the next thing is when you say thank you for your service, get to know that person. They have a story. They have incredible experiences. You're not going to walk away feeling um, like you missed out on something like you're going to learn something and I think that's kind of what That's the next part Very well said Caitlin and what I like about it is you know you sort of dissected the cliche and you allow both people to kind of walk away Feeling good. Yeah, the person that intended to compliment the veteran can walk away knowing I Expressed how much I love that person and appreciate that person and the person that received the compliment yeah. can walk away feeling huh? That guy didn't just yeah. cliche bomb me. Right. He actually cared where I'm from. Right. Or, you know, yeah. what's the name of my dog. And, and I or, do, uh, I want to add, now I'm thinking about it. Um, before my husband got out, he actually was, um, again, in uniform. And someone did come up and said, you know, thank you for what you do and your service. And he's like, oh, no, that's okay. You're welcome. And she was like, no, I'm, I, I really mean it. Like, I'm, I'm really thinking about you and, and praying for you and, and your family. And that really, and that meant a lot to him. Like, cool. so I, I, I think if you really are sincere and, and really mean it and really want to have a conversation with a veteran, there are times when they, they actually, they might really need it. They really might need someone to, to talk to them and, and tell them like, no, you matter. Like cool. you really do. Yeah. I've often followed it up myself with uh, what's your favorite beer? <laughs> Because if we Perfect question. Because if we weren't in line at the grocery store, brother, I'd be buying you one right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I thank you for sharing with us mm -hmm. your personal experience. And thanks again, for listening. You, you know what? You're way better than a film critic. Uh, you've lived this stuff, Caitlin Kenny. Uh, look forward to more of your great reporting. Thank you. Now, from the real take of a real spouse of a veteran, we go to a gentleman who I first read about in the Washington Post. My name is Alan Zilberman, and I am a film critic. Now, as an expert film critic, Alan reviews hundreds of movies every year. So I was interested to get his professional take on whether or not this was a good movie. What did you think about the movie? I mean, it starts incredibly violent with scenes of war and then just quickly ends up back at home with the soldiers trying to return back to their regular lives. Was that too aggressive? Uh, I mean... I thought it was aggressive in a good way. Um, 
like I like that they didn't really show any heroics. It's just kind of, you know, a group of dedicated soldiers in this mess and there's no chance for them to, you know, have a victory. There's just this trauma coming from places that they can't quite comprehend. And, you know, it's a very um, visceral way to start a film, but I think it's actually necessary for the story because the jump ahead to um, this soldier coming home and, um, you know, it kind of creates in uh, the viewer's mind, like the fact that this nagging memory is like what's constantly cycling through his head. Like, so we have sort of some idea of his mental space as he's on this plane. So by not bringing in the string orchestral music and making it a heroic thing, it, it doesn't sugarcoat the kind of crap that the guys had to deal with over there. Exactly. And I think um, they never, I mean, one of the themes of the film is that the lead character, Adam Schumann, who's played by Miles Teller, he has all these medals of valor and he, and he kind of constantly downplays them even to his uh, wife. He's even kind of ashamed of them because to him, his war experience was just a series of failures rather than this, these uh, accomplishments that he was recognized for. Would you say in your estimation that it was a well-done military drama? I thought it did a good job of kind of dramatizing many aspects of a veteran's experience coming home, whether it's, you know, uh, the way PTSD might manifest itself or the just frustration of dealing with the red tape of the VA. Hmm. Okay. Now, while it's interesting to have, I think, the public, the general public, see this situation with the VA circa 2007, uh, it's important for them to see it because it'll help them empathize, I think, with a mm -hmm. veteran's situation. Do you feel at all that there's a danger to the veteran who may see this and then feel as though it reinforces kind of the negative imagery about their interaction with the VA, thus giving them a sense of hopelessness? Are you asking me, like, do you think a, a veteran may see this film and be frustrated that, they, that it's showing their interaction in such a despairing way? Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I, I, I can't even fathom what, you know, a veteran, uh, might feel. I do think, um, that if they saw that, I think they'd feel an acknowledgement of a problem that they've perhaps dealt with. I don't know how things have improved or not since 2007, but they'd probably see an inkling of, tr in tr of truth and how it's dramatized. It did nothing about it. I, and granted, I've never dealt with them personally, but not, but the the scene, narratively speaking, and in terms of drama, had a ring of truth to it. All right. Um, I want to cut to the very end of your article here because you write some profound words about your thoughts on this movie. But if the film does justice to veterans and the pervasive problems that many of them face, and it does, it's not because it offers the possibility of healing, but something far more important. A simple acknowledgement of, of and empathy for their experience. Now, as a veteran myself, this is the tough question I have to ask a film critic, uh, <laughs> only because I think we come from such different worlds here. Um, yeah. In your estimation, does this film do justice to veterans? So I think, I think it does insofar that it's not a film that see that uh, ever strikes. Um, well, I'll get to that in a bit. It, it mostly strikes an, uh, a note that feels dramatically honest to me. And I'm just trying to talk in my lane as a film critic rather than a veteran and seeing myself mirrored in these people. And I think 
um, it, you know, it shows their sense of camaraderie. It shows their sense of, um, of uh, hopelessness. It shows like all, how all these emotions are sort of swirling in their heads and how one can bubble in an instant and, you know, can lead to uh, stress in their personal lives and in just in their hearts. So I think it does, I think it does do them justice in that as a civilian, I'm watching the film. I was, um, you know, I thought it really kind of, put me into uh, their, into their mental space. Like for example, like uh, what Roger Ebert, the late Roger Ebert, the, the famed film critic had this uh, famous quote that the movies are an empathy machine. And that's sort of what this, this accomplishes here. And instead of a war movie, like the hurt locker where, you know, there's this extraordinary soldier doing these extraordinary things and he's addicted to it or a war movie, like, Saving Private Ryan, where it's just a bunch of ordinary people forced to do these insanely dangerous, courageous things. Here is one where, like, war is just seen as a difficult, uh, uh, frightening job, and what comes after is difficult and also all too common. Well said. And it's interesting for you to bring up the Roger Ebert quote, because, I mean, he really was a master film critic. And when he called movies an empathy machine, that's interesting. It almost sounds to me like this is a recommend for civilians without any military experience. Would you agree that maybe for the veteran who's had some combat issues, who is working on his own transition, this might be one to take with a shot of caution? To go to your first point, I do think that people that have either are not veterans or don't have veterans in their families should see this film. I think it, it's, you know, it's very, very entertaining, but it's also like very dramatic and it kind of gets you thinking about things that you may not otherwise consider. But to your second question about whether, um, whether a veteran should go see this film, I might exercise a little bit of caution just because it does show these very disturbing hallucination sequences that like to, that are that were difficult for me to watch as someone that's never been over there or based combat and i don't know if uh somebody you know they may jigger their own memories or you know have that even cause a deeper emotional trigger so i would definitely say uh veterans may want to exercise some caution uh just Maybe watch the trailer, and if that seems like too much, you know, just uh, maybe wait till it comes out on DVD. Roger that. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with me so frankly and diagnosing the movie so honestly because we do come from different worlds, but I think collectively we found that there is a mission with this with movie makers here, and it's not necessarily to cause harm. I would hope that this movie is a conversation starter. And one thing that I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about in my review, but I appreciate it, is that the film's title, Thank You For Your Service, always struck me over the years as a very hollow statement and like sort of just uh, a lip like a lip service that uh, a civilian might provide to a veteran that they see at the street or in the airport or whatever and I think I think this one it does a better job of saying that we know we we need to give them so much more than just our lip service they deserve you know our compassion and our empathy and maybe a little bit more curiosity about what their experiences are like. Now, right here, I'd like to point out that both the veteran spouse, Caitlin Kenny, and film critic Alan ended their interviews talking about the same thing. The title of the movie and the somewhat shallow phrase, thank you for your service. 
and both felt that there's more to do. And those words might just be the best way to sum up our discussion of this film and our discussion of veterans in this day and age. There's more to do. There's more than just thanking them for service. But there's our daily dedication to seeing to it that veterans know that they are loved, they are supported, and that the help they need is a phone call away. I encourage you or any veteran you know to go to ConnectingVets.com and find the Get Help section. And know that between your sincere words, follow-up questions, and the resources available online, we can all make a difference. Thanks for listening. I'm Phil Briggs, and I'll talk to you again next time on ConnectingVets.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.